We had Sandra today who called in for Am I Wrong? Man, she had a tough position on her hands, and um, everyone tried to help her out as best they could. Absolutely, and it was nice to see, even though the situation may not have been the best, Fireside Country Poetry, <laughs> always a blast. <laughs> it was fun today. Right? Come on, man. Brian Riley, look, you won it fair and square. It's about time. Although people were texting in saying that they think I made the noise first. But, hey, that's right. you here and there. Look, erroneous. Erroneous. Here we go. Uh, what else did we do today? Uh, other things. Trash flashing <laughs> a thousand. I know we did. We were here for four hours. We did something. Allegedly. All right. We'll get into it now on the podcast. Kelly and Wood. Am I wrong is when someone is struggling with something, so they reach out to us so that you can pass judgment on them and help them out. That is why we have Sandra on the phone with us this morning. Sandra, what's going on? Why are you on Am I Wrong today? Hi. Good morning. Um, Okay, so I found this flirty, like, note in my husband's pants as I was doing the laundry, and it's from one of his coworkers, and I just think it's so inappropriate. It's like, looking good today, hot stuff, can't wait for lunch. Oof. And I can, yeah, and um, I confronted him, and he's like, oh, it's not a big deal. That's just how we are at the office. And I know who this woman is, and she's very attractive, but it's like, and and she's single, of course, mm. and I'm just, I'm like really upset by this, but he says it's not a big deal and I shouldn't be upset, but it just doesn't feel right. And I don't know what to do. Man. Like, am I wrong to be upset? Man, my wife would burn this building down <laughs> if she found that note in my pocket. There wouldn't be no survivors left. Now, the, the, now I, the note said looking forward to lunch. Do they go to lunch together? I don't know. I've never heard that they go to lunch together. Okay. Well, like, clearly, never, you know. Clearly, you must have asked him about it, right? I did, and he's just like, oh, that's just, you know, we do group lunches, whatever. That's how it is. But I never knew that they went to lunch together. Right. I don't know. I... I Honestly, the the looking forward to lunch is the thing that kind of pings me as weird. Yeah, that does. The, the hey hot stuff that doesn't bother me. You know, I mean, I get called hot stuff all the time. That's the where uh, oh places Here? not around you. Here? Yeah, <laughs> and you know, like that's just uh, I, honestly, I don't find that to be. Now, let's be honest here. Trust tree. Have you guys any had of any sort of infidelity issues in your relationship prior to this? Um. Like, yeah, like five years ago, he was kind of messing around. He was? Yeah. Okay. Well, that definitely ratchets things Big up. Big yeah. <laughs> Right, and that's part of why, he, you know, I've changed, I've changed, and this is no big deal. And, were you guys you know. married at the time or just dating? Uh, we were married, yeah, so it's a little, you know, it's a little harder to get out of it. Mm-hmm. My family's super religious, his family's super religious, and it's like... Divorces, you know, okay. not well, on the table. Where was that religious when we were stepping out <laughs> on the wife? I'm just saying. But all right, no, no judgment yeah, from us, no, of course. Judgment free zone. Honestly, I feel bad for you. I, I do. That's that, that's a tough way to go about it because I. Again, certain workplaces are different. There are things that, Kelly, you and I will get away in our workplace oh, yeah. that would literally have us fired before the end of a sentence yeah. in any other place. Th- this building is like that. So my thinking is, is like the flirtatious notes and everything, eh, all right. But the fact that you compile that with the history of everything, honestly, mm-hmm. I, and obviously we'll get to the callers and texters, already text rolling in here. Yeah. I, I, I'm kind of on your side. Yeah, that so that changed things for you then, hearing that there's a Big bit time. of a history. Okay. Because I was like, please tell me you're you're thinking the same thing I am now. Yeah, that's... that's why did he keep the note? Maybe, did he want me to find it? I don't know. Like, 
is he flaunting it? That's how it feels. It feels like he's flaunting it in my face and just telling me I'm wrong, like the, gaslighting or whatever. The only thing I can think of is that it really did just mean absolutely nothing to him and he just totally forgot about it. Because that's where I would think. Or or he didn't even know it was in there, but is, is she sliding notes into his pocket then? Because that's pretty intimate. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And okay. just a note that's just weird. People text or talk, you know. Now, can I ask, was it front pocket or back pocket? Now, it's not going to sound like it matters, but it does to me. It does. The front right. Okay, so to me, that's something you just put in there. All right, no big deal. Like, oh, I saw it, boom, put it in there, forgot about it. Like, the back pocket, you're making an effort to put it in there. Yeah, and if she put it in there, that was probably a grab. Oh, probably a squeeze. Right. What if she put it in the front pocket? I didn't even think about it. Yeah, in the front pocket. All right. Let's not make this any worse. Slow down here. (laughs) See, Brian Zenzen running down here, telling us to stop talking about this. All right. So, Sandra, you just want to know: Is it okay for you to be upset that you found a flirty note in your husband's pants pocket when you went to do the laundry? Yes. Like, am I am I out of line, or is this okay? It's normal to be upset. Okay. That is what it all boils down to in the end. Is he a good-looking guy? I mean, he's decent, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe this is why he's stepping out. That's exactly the answer my wife would give, so don't feel bad. Yeah, I- <laughs> six. <laughs> all right, Sandra. Well, we're going to put you on hold. You'll be able to hear all the calls and all the texts, and we'll find out if you're wrong, okay? Okay, thank you so much. All right, I'm going to put you on hold right now. I have a feeling I know the way this one's going to go. Uh, but 320-656-9453, that number will work no matter what city you are listening to us in right now. Correct. You can get a hold of us that way. We want your calls. We want your texts. Let's help her out. Is she wrong today? Kelly and Wood. All right, we have our caller sitting on hold right now who found a flirty note in her husband's pocket mm-hmm. when he got home from work. She wants to know, is she wrong for saying, hey, this ain't right. Correct. Now, a lot of people are hung up on the fact that this dude did something wrong five years ago and saying, yeah, this is absolutely wrong. He is 100% absolutely wrong. What if you took the cheating part out of it five years ago? Would you still be upset about this? Honestly, no. I trust my wife completely. That's where I'm landing. Yeah, I, it would still bug me, though, because it's someone it, it's someone planting that seed. I just I don't like that. But honestly, your spouse can't do nothing about that. Yeah, I... I w- I would be happy with that person, but with her, I totally trust her. Now, does your spouse have like that work husband or work wife or whatever? Um, no, not really. She's probably more worried about me. I work as a nurse, so I work with a lot more, you know, females than males. Right. So, do you have a work wife? No. No, <laughs> I, I work as a supervisor in the jail for the nurses, so I yeah, I I really don't know. I don't I don't know. You got a little nervous there, though. Yeah. <laughs> hey, I'm not on trial. <laughs> All right, brother. Thanks for the call. We appreciate it. A lot of text pouring in on this one, man. Holy cow. Yeah, uh, absolutely not wrong from Emily. It's not okay if anyone said that to my husband, especially the looking forward to lunch part. Ooh, man. And he's been unfaithful before. I'd be in cuffs. <laughs> hey. Uh, other people, uh, Schneid's checking in, says, my philosophy, once a cheater, always a cheater. You're not uh, wrong no. to be upset and skeptical. That note is a big red flag. Listen, I take a stance against once a cheater, always a cheater. I disagree with it wholeheartedly. Mm-hmm. But this seems a little fishy. You've been very adamant about this fact in the past. And because I know many guys, many guys, mm-hmm. who had a, a kind of a weird, rough, wild past, but got things on track. Ah! 
yeah, other people saying, uh, yeah, why, what's the deal about this looking forward to lunch? You are 100% not out of line. I would feel the exact same way from Erica. Felicia said, yes, I would be upset. I would consider investigating this further and maybe even getting into some counseling. Other people saying, I'm dropping in on the work. Oh, man. I'm coming into work, and I'm going to go ahead and say, you know what? What else is going on here? Uh, Tammy says, my daughter's front pocket is her trash can. <laughs> so and that's why that was a big thing like i asked back pocket or front pocket just meaning like you grabbed it whatever crumpled right. it up put it in your pocket boom just toss it in there and be like all right no big deal i get that though uh and uh, my favorite text so far joe texted in no one looks forward to a group lunch <laughs> this is absolutely uh this one stinks man joe put a different camera angle on that one mm-hmm. nice work definitely thinking it through all right well let's keep these calls and keep these texts coming because she definitely needs our help this morning uh what about you do you think that this is wrong for what what he's getting and what she's doing i'm more of like an investigator so i would investigate the situation a little more but i've had a situation like that so i guess i just investigated it more and i found out that he in fact you know he carried it on a little more than he said he did what happened in your situation in my situation, it was like um, a girl from his past had reached out to him and said happy birthday to him in, like, a really flirtatious way. And I uh, confronted him about it, but then later on I was able to get on his phone and look at it in front of him. And Ooh. he had flirted back and said some things that you shouldn't say when you're in a relationship. Yeah. But... Man, women are so good at that, too. I don't, but hey, I'm a flirty dude, though, you know, right. according to my wife. She right. says, I, but I don't know it. But your wife knows that no other woman wants that, you, so. And I can't turn this body that off. Thing is, yeah, that's another thing is being, like, naturally very flirtatious. You don't really know what you're doing, but. Yeah, I, God bless me with this power, and I really don't know how to handle it yet. <laughs> but one of these days, I will. With great power comes great responsibility, Wood. So they say. <laughs> All right, thank you so much for the call. All right, Sandra needs our help on the phone right now. She is, I think she's getting some good answers here, mm-hmm. though. Let's keep the calls. Let's keep the text coming. 320-656-9453. We will take more of your calls and texts, and then we'll get her on the phone and give her her judgment coming up next. Kelly Wood. Sandra found a flirty note in her husband's pocket that said, hey, hot stuff, looking forward to having lunch later. Mm -hmm. She confronted her husband about it, and he said, hey, it's nothing, no big deal. I just stuffed it in my pocket. But the problem is, the catch is that five years ago, there was a bit of infidelity in this relationship. So understandably, Sandra is like, hey, am I wrong for being upset about this? And honestly, that's what I have the hardest time getting past. And honestly, a lot of the texters as well. Absolutely. He's done it in the past. He will do it to you again. Do not trust him one bit. Leaving names all out of this, I used to cheat, but now I am 100% completely loyal to my husband. And I don't, I believe that people can change. Right. So, I mean, maybe there's a little something on other ones here. Uh, This husband needs to start doing his own laundry. (laughs) That's one solution. Not wrong there. Uh, By the way, if I told my wife it's nothing, she would lose her mind. Yeah. And honestly, I, I kind of, especially if you've cheated in the past, you almost like blowing it off. Like, look, I made a mistake way in the past. I have to go above and beyond. You're right. And to be quite honest with you, the onus is no longer on us as a you know a couple. It's on me to make sure you're feeling okay in this, and that's all. That's my fault. You said it, brother. Like that. That's where I would be coming at. 
Oh, yeah, again, people, I'm absolutely with Kelly. I would have burned it down. <laughs> I didn't say I would have burned it. My wife, if, my, if I would have had that note in my pocket, you'd see my wife outside with a torch ready to burn this place to the ground. Also, a lot of texts are saying absolutely she's not wrong, but Sandra needs to find more evidence. Yeah, People saying things like that. So there's a, there's a lot, a lot on her side. We got, even got a text from a therapist. We won't use your name because she mm-hmm. asked us not to use your name. It says she deals with this stuff all the time. She had some very uh, precise ways to find this out. She said Snapchat. Check his Snapchat. That's the way most people do this. Uh, most, but most people use Snapchat as a texting mechanism now. Right. But that's but it deletes the message, right? Mm-hmm. So there's no proof. But you can go in and delete a text message, too. Not, not, again, I'm not arguing with anybody. <laughs> oh, okay, Wood. What do you got want to get on the table here? I delete all my text messages right away. <laughs> Other ones texting in said no. Absolutely. How would he feel if the situation was reversed? Probably chances are you wouldn't just say, ah, oh, it's no big deal. Yeah. Uh, but a lot of people also saying just drop into work on a surprise. That, that'd be the way to do it. And you'll be able to tell by the vibe if it changes when you walk in. All kinds of tension. Ooh. All right. Well, let's get Sandra back on the phone and give her her judgment, shall we? Mm-hmm. All right, Sandra, you heard all the calls. You heard all the texts. Your judgment today and am I wrong? Uh, 99.9% of people are on your side. Mm-hmm. And it's all because of what you said happened five years ago that most people are like, hey, this ain't right. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. I'm not crazy. All right. So you've already confronted him once and he kind of just said, Hey, it's not a big deal. Now that you've heard this, that other people are backing you up saying like, no, this is a big deal. What step do you take next here? Um, honestly, if, if it, if I can get some proof that it's real, I I am going to go for an annulment. I'm going to get out. I'm done. I can't do it anymore. Now, what wow. kind of hard proof would you need other than like, you know, pictures or something like that? Like what's, what's the, what's your line of, all right, uh, that, that, that's convincing enough. Well, like pictures or if I catch them or, um, you know, phone calls, I'm not, I'm not sure what that looks like, but you know, kind of like how I found out like five years ago, a friend told me and took a picture of him, the other woman. Oh, man. I had an aunt and uncle who got divorced, and he, my uncle ended up hiring a private detective to follow my aunt around and, like, had pictures of her, like, going into another dude's apartment and all kinds of Oof. stuff. I'd almost rather just not see that. You yeah. Know? Just tell me hard. you have definitive proof, and I don't want to see it. True, but in the church, I mean, I need definitive proof to get an annulment because okay. you can't get divorces without it. Like, it's not really a divorce. At that point, it's an annulment, you know? Yeah. Well, so I don't even know there are all these rules out there. <laughs> What's the last time you were at church? Hey, don't want money stuff. Me and the Lord are tight. All right. I was an oh, altar yeah, boy. I'm Catholic too, so I was trying to do it without saying you know the religion, but that's a Catholic thing. Yeah, yeah. I'm Lutheran, man. We just be divorced and left and right. We don't care. Well, I, I honestly, I I'm happy for you that you got some confirmation that what you were feeling and what you were thinking is right. But honestly, I'm bummed out for you because this isn't fair to you. No, you know, not at all. Even if it. Even if it's not, you know, like let's let, let's let's look at it that way. Maybe it isn't anything. You know what I'm saying? But it still sucks that you're because you're still walking around feeling like this. You know what I mean? Yeah, and he's not really helping me feel better. He calls me crazy, and then you know, yeah, that I'm blowing things out of proportion. And well, hey, we wish you the best of luck with this mess that you got on your hands right now. At least you know you have the backing of the people on That's this right. one. That's true, and I appreciate that. It really helped a lot. I feel validated, and I appreciate it so much. Thank you. It's time for Happy Hour. Focusing on the good news. With Kelly and Woods. I got great news for you. Now, Wood, you and I don't miss much work. 
I think the last time I missed work was when I hit that deer on the way in and totaled my van. I'm pretty sure that was the last time I missed. Yes. And I, since I don't even know the last time you missed. It's been a hot minute. Well, and we have jobs that we love, and so it's easy to come into work. Well, Kevin Ford is a cook at Burger King. Now, he started this job 27 years ago, and he started the job, as his daughter tells us, because he ended up getting full custody of his daughters, and I guess Burger King has amazing health insurance. Good. So he's been there for 27 years, has never called out sick. So Burger King recognized him and gave him a little gift. So he put up a video on TikTok showing the gifts that Burger King gave him for 27 years of loyal service. Those gifts included a Starbucks cup, various candies, some pens, a keychain. And Ford was, Kevin was very grateful in the video. He's like, hey, they recognized me for being here 27 years and never calling out sick. Which I don't even know how you do that. for. T- At some point, you would actually be sick in that 27 years. Just power through, maybe. Well, anyway, so her daughter took to social media and said, look, my name is Serena. This is my father. He's worked at Burger King for 27 years, mostly because he gets great health insurance there. So he was able to keep us all with health insurance when he got full custody of us through high school and then through college. She said, although my dad looks young, he's 55 and doesn't want to leave Burger King now because he has a great retirement set up for himself. That's good. So she said, look, I'm not begging for money, but if you'd want to bless him with maybe a little something, here's our GoFundMe. Well, people love a story. I, I think we love just love a hardworking man. You know what right. I'm saying? A dude that puts his family above everything else. And so the donations started pouring into this GoFundMe. As it stands right now, are sitting inside of this GoFundMe. Kevin said, I can't believe this. He's like, I'm almost embarrassed that that many people donated that money to me. Mm. He said, I'll use some of it, but I'm going to give some of it away too. He said, I'm going to pay it forward. He said, I've been very blessed to be employed by the same place for 27 years. And he said, I am going to take some of this money and I'm going to be a blessing to somebody else as well. That is Heartwarming to see. 416,000, man. But this just goes back to something I, I really tried to hammer home to my kids is if you bust your tail and if you go out there and you work hard, you'll be amazed at how often people are willing to help you. Yep. It's your analogy of if you see someone pushing their car down the road, you'll get out and help. Yeah. If they're just sitting there, you you probably won't stop. And that's what it comes to, man. Sometimes you've just got to go get it yourself and things will happen. Now, it doesn't mean it happens all the time. No. Doesn't mean it'll happen in the way you want it to happen. It may take a while. But, man, there's good people out there and good people deserve good things. And this is a perfect case of it, man. A guy who put his family first just went to hustling. It may have a little payoff in the long run. And now look at it. And, and everyone who was donating was saying that this guy just represents what makes America great, like what this country is so you know well-known for and so great about it, and that's why they donated. No, it. And no one expected him to pay it forward. Mm-mm. They were doing it just as a blessing, and now he's going to be a blessing to somebody else. That's fantastic. This is what happy hour is all about, dude. We need things like this. And you know why we do it? Because we got to be a beacon. Come on. we got to be a beacon of light in the darkness. And that's all thanks to Audio Video Extremes. This was your happy hour. Kelly and Wood. Fireside Country Poetry is where Wood delivers us some country music lyrics in a very poetic fashion. Correct. Brian Riley and I see if we can figure out what the heck song he's talking about. Oh, I have so much anxiety for this one <laughs> bit. This is the only thing I get anxiety over. Uh, now, Kelly Jordan, you'll be buzzing in as what animal? Uh, let's see. Let's do for animals today orangutan. <laughs> May I hear that, please? <laughs> Oh, jeez, I can't. Ow! 
<laughs> Apparently, Kelly will be in a rabbit being stabbed, maybe? There we go. So Brian Rowley, you will be? Uh, I'm going to be a cow. I'm going to moo. Perfect. Right, let's do it. All right. I have three songs, and I need to know the song title and artists. Let's go. Song and poem number one. Now we're grown up, and she's my wife. Still like two kids with stars in our eyes. Ain't much changed. I still chase Emmy Lou up and down the hall and around the bed in our room. Last night, I took her out in a white limousine. Oh, 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 oh. 20 years together, she still gets to me. Can't believe it's been that long uh-huh. ago when we started <laughs> with just a little note. Oh, 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 oh. Ah, Kelly Jordan. Uh, do, do you love me? Uh, George Strait. I know it. I know it. I need to uh, yeah, screw this up. Don't screw this up. Need right, a... yes or no? No. 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 Boo. Brian Riley I'll in the cat. George. <laughs> <laughs> George Strait. Check yes or no. Correct. Yes. Last night I took her out in a wide limousine. Wow. Dang it. Check yes or no. Yeah. All right. Brian Riley. Nice job, Brian. Nice job. I'm playing the psycho game. Kelly's going to beat me to the punch, but I'm going to psych him out mentally. You did. You got me on that one. Here we go. Song and poem. I hate this game. <laughs> Number two. Did you create it? When I say another woman's looking better than me, and when I cook him dinner, <laughs> yes, Don't. Shania Twain. Uh huh. Need the song uh-huh. title. Uh huh. Any man of mine. Correct. Yes. Oh. When I say another woman's looking better than me, and when I cook him dinner and I burn it, like he better say. I like it like that. I love playing that song at weddings. By the way, no, I'm not saying that. Like you, this is black. What do you want me to do, babe? Come on. <laughs> All right, one to one. Nonsense. Song and poem number three. Let's go. Little sun left to burn in the blue sky, shining off the cross, hanging from the mirror of my ride. Breeze blowing in, your hair blowing round. <laughs> You're scanning through the stations looking for that country sound. The good stuff iced oh, up ooh. in the backseat. Nowhere to go. Nowhere to be. I got my shades on. Ah! Yes, Kelly. Is it Luke Bryan played again? No. Oh, man. Top back. Ugh. Rolling with the music jacked. Dang it. One on the wheel. Oh, oh, oh. God, move. One around you, baby. Move. Yes. Uh... Cole Swindell, chilling it. Yeah! Come on! Nothing but two-lane country on up ahead. Girl, you so fine, yes. I wouldn't mind if this is all we did. That's a good song, too. Now, Brian Riley has a 2-1 lead, but wouldn't you know it, the tiebreakers <laughs> were the point and a half. Sweet! That's nonsense. And it's going to be, let me guess, it's going to be like 90s hip-hop in Kelly's wheelhouse. 2000s hip-hop. Yeah, right, okay. in, right in the wheelhouse. 2000s hip-hop. Oh, here comes Boogie out of nowhere. <laughs> From the top rope. Shouty yeah, Here he is. <laughs> All right. Are we ready? Yep. Yeah, let's do it. Song and poem number three. Come on now. You think you've got it. Oh, you think you've got it. But we've got it. Just don't get it till there's nothing oh, dang. at all. We get together. Oh, we get together. But separate's always better when there's feelings involved. Dang it. If what they say is hmm. nothing is forever, then what makes, then what makes, then what makes, oh, ah, 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 
Okay, it's Outcast. Hold on. Get it right. I know. Let me think. Hold Get on. it right. Get uh, it. Uh, it's Outcast. Need this hey, y'all. Correct. Your orangutan is getting stabbed a little too hard on that one. That was more the death throes of that orangutan. <laughs> I was desperate. Fine! You know what? I will bow down to you, sir. That he was, was spicy. He was, one. I, got, I got a sweat going. <laughs> Fireside Country Poetry, Brian Riley Woo! wins. Sometimes Kelly finds things interesting that uh, no one else does. And I mean no one. It's time for Maybe It's Just Me. So I guess the creation of insulin goes all the way back to 1922. I didn't know it was that long ago before we had insulin. But do you know how they used to treat diabetes before insulin? This is crazy. I learned this. They would starve people on about a 400-calorie-a-day diet because that was the only way that they thought they could tr- control people's blood sugar. Jeez. Well, and the, your your life expectation after being diagnosed was about two years. It's, I mean, so it, I mean, this thing, diabetes used to just ravage people, mm. man. So either way, um, there's two scientists, Banting and Collip are their last names, and they knew that insulin would help reduce people's blood sugar. So they, they administered, the first kid ever to get it was named Leonard Thompson. He was 14 years old and was teetering on death. His family had him on a 375-calorie-a-day diet. Golly. I, I didn't even know you could survive on that. It's a lot of water. Yeah. Ugh. So either way, this kid is teetering on the verge of death. They, his parents say, absolutely, give him the insulin. They give it to him. Nothing happens. And they're like, all right, it must not be pure enough. So they, they call in this other German scientist who's just a world-renowned chemist, right? He spends 12 days trying to purify the insulin. At the end of 12 days, that, that was all they could afford him for was 12 days. Mm. So he comes in, works tirelessly for 12 days, gets the purest insulin he can possibly find. They inject it into Leonard Thompson. They watch his blood sugar plummet, and he's instantly healthy. Like, he can eat, he can do all the things a normal person can do, and his blood sugar stays normal. Now, they realize after a while he's going to keep doing this for the rest right. of his life. It's not a one-shot-and-done thing. So then they say, all right, we have this insulin. If parents will give us the permission, we want to administer this to their children. All parents were like, yeah, absolutely, especially a lot of kids were in comas and just on the verge of passing away. And with a shot of insulin, maybe one or two shots, they would see these kids pop out of comas and just be fine. As long as they kept getting their insulin every day. Well, they were awarded the patent for insulin, which they then sold to the University of Toronto for $1. They said insulin doesn't belong to us. It's a life-saving drug, and it belongs to everybody. So they sold the process for making it and what drugs were needed for it to the University of Toronto for one single dollar. So how the hell is insulin so expensive now? Because... They got other people, greedy folks, got their hands on it. Big pharma. Right. And I'm not going to get into all that because we don't have enough time because we started this a little bit late. But the fact is, when it first came out, the guys who invented it were like, this drug will save millions upon millions of lives. We don't want to get rich off of it. Here's the patent for $1. That's the same thing that happened with polio. Yeah. The guy who cured polio said no, a no patent, and gave it to everyone instantly. Yeah. And the insulin thing happened in Canada? Yeah, Toronto. So that's one strike against it. But other than that, (laughs) it's one hell of a drug. I wonder how much that, like, having that scientist for 12 days actually costs. Like, you know, there's no way anyone nowadays, like, yeah, let me get a scientist for 12 days unless you're loaded. Yeah. Yeah. 
So, pretty amazing story, though, behind the start of insulin. And, I mean, it saved countless lives. No doubt, man. Of course, greedy people got their hands on it, but that's a story for another day. That was way better than I thought it was going to be. Thank you. That was way better than I thought. Thanks. I I appreciate that. crap all over. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, you want to crap over a life-saving drug? Fine. No, sir. I don't care if you guys find these things interesting. What you don't ever get is that you don't have to. I don't even care. I don't bring these here for you. I bring them for me because if I find them interesting sometimes... Kelly and Wood. We got your trash flash on the way in just a couple of minutes with Kelly and Wood in the morning. Wood, I still remember the story of you getting involved in one of those pay it forward things where you're in the drive through the person in front of you pays for you, you're supposed to pay for the person behind you. Correct. And it died on the vine with you. Well, yeah, because the order behind me was substantial. <laughs> right. And yours was not that much. No. So this actually happened. A woman got attacked in a Taco Bell drive through line. So the person, there was a pay it forward deal going on, and that's where you pay for the car behind you, and you see how long you can keep it going, right? Very cool. Well, this woman was in the line. She was up at the window getting her food. Someone had paid for her food, so she was going to pay for the person behind her. But that's when this person pulled up and ordered. Whoops, I had the clip here ready to go, I thought, and then right? I screwed it up. And then this person pulled up. I pulled up and placed my order, which was like 60 bucks worth of Taco Bell. <laughs> so, Goodness. So the woman that's in front of her, her order was going to be like $15, and then this woman pulls in behind her, and it's 60 And so she got out of her car and like charged after this woman and was like, this is a scam. You're trying to scam me in the Taco Bell drive-thru. And the woman in this car was like, I didn't even know there was a pay-it-forward thing right. going on. She was like, I just had a lot of people that wanted Taco Bell. She sounds like a younger lady. Mm-hmm. Maybe she lives in a dorm or something like that. Maybe it's the office lunch. Could be. Either way, she got attacked in the Taco Bell drive through lane because her order was $60. So maybe maybe the whole pay-it-forward thing just needs to go away. No, 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 no. no. Maybe, no. Maybe, maybe the stakes are too high. But we as a society need to understand that it is also okay to look that poor person in the face and say, hey, everyone's been paying it forward. We're, you know, we're 19 cars in. Right. Would you like to pay it forward? Well, no. What? Yeah, what's, what's the tab? Right. Yeah, $70? No. No. It dies here. No. <laughs> like, I'll be willing to pay my part, you know? Like, all right, right. my bill was 15 bucks. I'll pay 15 bucks on the $70 tab. Right. Give them a little discount. But I'm not lifting, you know, for everybody here. <laughs> no way. <laughs> and by the way, if you get out and attack me because you ordered $70 to Taco Bell, yeah. you best get back in that car. Well, I've never, I, you know, and all the t- I, I guess I don't go to drive throughs a lot because I don't drink coffee, so mm-hmm. I don't go to Starbucks or anything like that. I've never been a part of a pay it forward deal. You, yeah, I mean, I've, I guess I could kick one off one time. And there see. you go. I've done it before, you know, yeah. and, and it feels good and all that. But yeah, I'm not lifting a, a lunch for you bucks. and the fellas back at the construction site. <laughs> all right. Well, what do we got coming up on the trash flash? Next? I've got myself a gentleman who, uh, well, we're going to go with a guy who believes that he was doing drugs with the man upstairs. Okay. A lot of people will feel that way sometimes. Well, as you can imagine, the man upstairs wasn't involved. Making you feel better about yourself every morning. It's time to get trashy with Kelly and Wood. It sure is. Wood will now give a story with some trashy elements to it. We'll give it a trashy score, put it up on a trashy scale, and a trash flash. We're headed to... Florida! Kentucky, my friend. Bluegrass trash. There you go. That's where we have authorities getting a 911 call at 1.30 in the morning. Caller states, hey, uh, there's a guy running up and down the road, and he's smacking everyone's car. By the way, we should also mention this gentleman 
is buck naked. Okay. Oh, yes. Well, so authorities show up to said street, and there is no one around. But while authorities were doing their investigating, they got a call that, hey, two streets over, someone just called and said someone had broken into their house. Authorities quickly responded over there, and sure enough, there stood 41-year-old John Stephanopoulos. Still naked? Buck naked. Well, the owner of the house was standing outside. I've never seen this guy before. And by the way, he's buck naked trying to cover his... Shavanska? Giblets with mud. Well, as you can imagine, the authorities said, hey... You need to go ahead and get on the ground. We need to talk this out. He said, no, I'm not going to the ground. What are you going to do about it? Well, one of the officers said, all right, well, we'll just tase you real quick. Boom! (laughs) Drop stepping off list like a bad habit. He was quickly put into handcuffs. That's when the interview phase took over. Authorities said, well, what the heck is going on here? That's where he said, hey, I actually started doing some mushrooms with Jesus, and I'm trapped inside... Of a video game. Okay. Mm-hmm. Well, I, no one believed that, uh, but they actually believed that, oh, yeah, he's definitely high as a kite on mushrooms. He was arrested for an assortment of offenses, including the one house that he did break into. He went around punching holes in the drywall, indecent exposure, and he was taken to jail. Mm-hmm. Jesus can't save him on that one. Yeah, no. I, you know he's not fooling around with that stuff. No, heck no. no. Come on. All right, let's give this guy a score, shall we? Come on. All right, so what was his original crime? Because I know he was naked, but he was just running around the neighborhood. Smacking people's cars. Smacking people's cars. What's the matter with you? That's trashy, man. Big time. Trashy. We'll get that 150 points right there. The fact he was doing it bucket naked. Mm-hmm. Is it okay if I give that 200 points? It's all, hey, naked always works. All right. Mm-hmm. We'll give that 200 points right there. Uh, the fact that he had to be tased. Yep. That's 150 points. Uh, he also broke into a home. You skipped that one. Broke there. into a home. Yep. My bad. My bad. That's 175 points right there. Yep. Um, I was doing drugs with Jesus. That's trashy. 200 points, dude. Don't be blaming uh, you, you him don't bring this. You don't bring the Lord into this. No. Not ever. Not now. Not ever. Not never. He's busy. He's got stuff going on. You don't right. need your nonsense tomfoolery. All right. And then you got, uh, I'm trapped inside a video game. That's another 150. No, I'm going to give that 175, dude. Okay. What am I thinking? The hallucinogenics. Right. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then he gets 75 for being arrested. Yes. What else? Am I missing anything here? I think that's it. Dude, You, you it's been a hot second since this happened, but when we crack 1,000 points. Come on. It's a celebration, brother. Hey! We did it today. Cue the intern house band. If it had been for Cat and Joe, I'd been married a long time ago. Where did you come from? Where did you no, go? Too fast. Where did you come from? Cat and Joe. And you're too slow. <laughs> Man, it is a celebration in the trash flash, and we did just that today. Are you ready? Yes, sir. Our naked gentleman breaking into cars, doing drugs with Jesus, earns himself a whopping 1,125 points. Kelly and Wood. All right, minute to win is where we have a category. We got to come up with as many things as we can in that category within 60 seconds. The last person to get theirs out before the buzzer goes off wins. Mm-hmm. That is how the game works. What are we going to do today, Wood? I believe, Kelly Jordan, this one comes from you. Okay. 
Car models. Not makes. Right. Models. Which would be like Chevrolet, Ford. Right. You're looking for the makes. Right. Festiva. Okay. That's what we're That's, looking for. There we go. The Festiva's the now. Ford Festiva. Mm-hmm. That, that was going to be my deep cut, but I came up with another one. That's not. Okay. You don't remember the Festiva? Isn't it a Fiesta? That was a Fiesta and a Festiva. I'm going to look that up here. Look it up right now. Right. See. All right. Now, keep, now festival keeps coming up. All right. Yeah. Are we ready? Come on. Minute to win it. We got 60 seconds. As many car makes. Wait, no. Model? <laughs> makes. Oh, yeah. Model. Model. model, model yes. Okay. Model. As many models as we can. 60 seconds. Let's go. F- Festiva. <laughs> Fiesta. There you go. <laughs> How about the S class, C class, and E class? Oh, of course. What do we go? Mercedes. Those? Those wow. Mercedes. Uh, how about the How about the Raptor? There you go. How about a Silverado? There you go. F-150, the Lightning. El Dorado. The Silverado. Sorrento. Oh, yeah. Sonata. Uh, the, oh. the Optima. The S-10. Well, you you really went for it, huh? Yeah. The Escalade. How about the Colorado? The how Canyon. About, how about the Porsche 911? How about the Avalanche? Okay. That's a, that's a throwback. That's a nice that is one. a throwback. All right, the Equinox. Anyone say the Equinox? No. What about the Volt? How about the Traverse? What about the Pinto? Okay. What about the Focus? The El Camino. Ooh. The Prius. Volkswagen Bug. And the Tiguan. Uh, Hey. Hey. Thanks for the shout out. Uh, The Lamborghini Gallardo. I don't know. Starfire. Nova. I think Wood got it. I don't I, think he did. I was looking right at his mouth when he said it. Oh my! <laughs> and I could, and I was hearing the buzzer. I'm pretty sure Wood got it. This I said moment. Nova earlier. Oh, did you? I, I don't think you did. I don't think I did. But <laughs> I, I, I want to say that I did. <laughs> I could have. I said Starfire. Mm. That was my ace in the hole. The, the hell is that? It was a Pontiac. Oh, it was maybe it was called oh, the Sunfire. Sunfire. Well, yeah. the sun is a star. Starfire is like a superhero from Teen Titans. I, it looks I, like. I still remember the first like high school friend I had. The car he had was a Pontiac Sunfire. Dude, I used to drive so many of those working at a Pontiac dealership. Those things look like sunflower seeds. Well, these. I mean, this was an old, old. <laughs> yeah. One. I always get confused with it that. Like a and football. The Saturn. <laughs> you remember the old Saturns that looked like yeah. that too? I got confused on which one was which. How weird is it that Saturn just doesn't exist anymore? They came and went. 2008, man. They were done. Pontiac doesn't exist anymore either. Correct. Yeah. It was an old school brand. Wasn't Buick on the way out there for a hot second, too? Like, Buick was in the death throes? And then they revitalized themselves as like a cheaper luxury yeah. car. Wasn't Buick the the senior the senior car? Oh, like yeah. Everybody, if you saw somebody driving a Buick, you're like, either they just got their first car. They old. Or they're... Uh, of age. Uh, my first car was a Buick Regal. See, oh, first that? car. Yeah, no, no, I take that back. A New Yorker. Oh, Thank even better. That's a big car. No, I forgot to change the oil and the engine blew up on me. My well, first car, 92 Buick Roadmaster station wagon, wood paneling on the side. Hell yeah. Yeah. Mine was a Caprice Classic. It was like a 78 Caprice Classic. Ooh. That thing was a boat. I can't believe you didn't say Corsica, by the way. Oh, damn. <laughs> my favorite car of all time. <laughs> what about Eclipse? Dang it. I have so many good ones we I could have said. Again. Yeah, we'll definitely do it again. All right, minute to win it. Wood takes it home today. Kelly and Wood. Welcome to our bonus track. It's our first break of the day. I just started laughing because I was thinking about how ridiculous it is that these people selling boats are making me sad because of their sob stories. Uh, That's about right. And then when you open my eyes to it, really, it's just a sales tactic is all that is. And then my son went full on Andrew Dice Clay. Who and I got encouraged by my father. <laughs> we'll get into all of that right now in our bonus track. It's our first break of the day. Kelly and Wood. Lord of his mercy. What is? Dude, come on laughing. Oh, no, it's not. 
I, I was always told that that's bad looking radio if you come on laughing because then you you're in on a joke that nobody else is. Nah, that's that's dumb. Who told you that? People. Who? Tell me. Tell me who. I want to know. I want names. I want email addresses. I will address this problem. Top level people. People that would blow your mind people, if people, you knew I was talking so to. So far above yeah. my head, I can't even. Yeah. Jim Radio. Dude, <laughs> speaking of this stupid business that we're in. Yes. I, and this is this is inside baseball a little bit, but I just saw this morning that this morning show I know got let go yesterday. Mm. Dude, that brings up so many just <laughs> anxious feelings that I have about being let go. Did you did you weep? No, I didn't weep. Okay. But it's just I've been there before where it's like you you have this successful show, you're called into a room, and they tell you we're changing music formats. Have a nice day. Hey, you're by, lucky if you're called into a room nowadays. They're like, by the way, get to the doctor because you have about one week of health insurance left. Oh, and sorry that you have a newborn at home and just got married a week ago. It's awfully specific. <laughs> I'm just, it's, a, it's just a scenario I oh, came up with yeah. out of the blue. Yeah, but, you know, everyone's different. The biggest loser I ever felt like in my entire life is I got a, I got a four-month-old baby at the house. Mm-hmm. I had just gotten married three weeks earlier. And I got to tell my wife, hey, I lost my job. By the way, we have no savings. Yeah. It, this is going to be a rough patch. Well, keep your head up, man. We'll, we'll, make you feel, <laughs> we'll, we'll break that record. Can I tell you something, though? Please. I look Now looking back, now that life is okay, looking back, those are some of my favorite times in my life because I got to spend so much time with my kids. Oh, the after. <laughs> getting that email. I lo- <laughs> yeah, just being let go, dude. <laughs> But the, the, the time, all right, I can get that. You, you don't get that time back. Right. Like, my son and I had some of the best times of my life when I was out of work. Because I, I just, I mean, I was still DJing weddings, so I had that money coming in. So I wasn't destitute. You were still super dead, though. And I was just like, we would just spend so much time together. Well, oh, that's what great. they say is like, you know, if you get offered maternity leave or whatnot, take as much as you can because you never get that right. time back. I, I, I always tell my wife that. I'm like, I wish I would... Here's a lesson for oh, you. Here we go. Hold get, on, let me get my pen out. Yeah, get this. Write this down. <laughs> if if you 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 have to realize in the beginning that everything's going to work out, and if you approach it that I wish I would have known in the beginning when I got let go, everything would end up working out. Mm-hmm. Then that same company brought me back to do a radio show and then fired me again. And I'm like, ah, dang, Wait, that, we were right the first time. <laughs> that time I didn't care though. I was like, you know what? I've been through this so many times. Where's my unemployment check? Let's go. Adios. Daddy wants his unemployment. Mm-hmm. Either way, Wood, doesn't matter. What a morning pick-me-up we no, are dude, this morning. No, this is an inspiration. That's true. Life is going to work out. You just got to keep moving forward. That's all there is to it. I never, had I not been fired, never would have met you. <laughs> and and I, this is my favorite radio job I've ever had in my life. And Lord knows. I'm a beacon. You are a beacon. I am. I, and that's why I was drawn to you in the <laughs> darkness. <laughs> Come to me. <laughs> oh, Lord have mercy. Imagine right. someone just rolling through St. Cloud right now. Put God, this, on. Like, this show what sucks. Hell is, is this show? No wonder they're in a small town. Oh. All right. <laughs> are you ready to get this mess on the tracks? Let's go. Now, country miles are the same distance as a city mile, correct? I would think so. Just easier living. 5,200 feet, probably. All right. Right in that realm somewhere. There it is. Either way, yep, you heard it in the rap. The bluegill is back, baby.
Thanks to Tim's Outboard Service in Hackensack, Minnesota. Hashtag Ed. They, they don't need my business, trust me. They don't, they don't need me. And I didn't get any sort of discount with them or anything. I am just shocked that I called them and said, here's what I need. And they shipped it out to me. And it was here in, in a couple of days. That's nice. Dude, I'm telling you. that's You know what that is? That's old school business right there. Americana. That, that's, you're only going to find that in Minnesota, in the Midwest. Well, who else is going to carry that piece of crap boat motor here? <laughs> Even China's like, no. What the hell? No, so they sent it to me yesterday. I got it installed. Check the steering. It works. I'm going to try and hit the lake today. There it is. It just The bluegill just keeps going, man. It just won't die. At what point in time is it no longer the bluegill? Like, you have replaced so many parts and glued so many things back together. I think I think when the motor finally gives out completely. So it's the motor, not the hull, if you will. It might be the boat. It's, it's a whole system. It's a feeling. It's It's a vibe. It's like your circulatory system. If one part goes out, it's not the same anymore. (laughs) (laughs) Or something along those lines. It's all all connected. All right. It's all one thing. So shout out to them. I mean, they're obviously not hearing this. They're two hours north of here. In sleep. Right. (laughs) But I don't know, man. They're hard workers there. That's true. But they they have never let me down with this old motor. But So yesterday, I got the boat fixed, and I was just thinking. And I was like, maybe one day. I could buy myself a different boat. Here it is. Just one day. Mm. You know, because this one almost started on fire when I was on vacation. It uh, happens. It, it, it has sunk a couple of times. Whatever. We mm. know the stories of the bluegill. That's right. It's a 1970s boat. It's old. It was my dad's. He died. I took it. Mm-hmm. So I'm looking online, and I'm like, I, you know, I wouldn't buy an expensive boat. Why would you? You have nothing in your life you really <laughs> spring on. I don't want anything nice. Right. You know? God just, forbid we have something that we keep. Just something that doesn't sink. Mm-hmm. You know, something that I can get a few more people on. You know, whatever. Without the fear of capsizing. Right. Mm-hmm. So I'm, I'm, I'm. Looking at these boat ads, and dude, it depressed the hell out of me. Why? Because the explanation, I always read the explanations when I'm always like, oh, this seems like a really good deal. Why? Why are they letting this boat go for so cheap? Mm-hmm. And it's always like, this is what made me sad. Kids have grown up, don't need it anymore. Right. My, my knees are failing me. Can't get in and out of it anymore. Mm-hmm. Fell on hard times. Soul had to sell the cabin. Don't need a boat anymore. Okay. These, these depressed me. I was like, man, these are some real, real, really sad. The one that got me the most was kids have all grown up. Don't really need a boat anymore. <laughs> <laughs> but, uh, dude, I, not, no, no offense to you, but that's sales, dude. Like, wait, 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 like You're probably right. Yeah. It's, it's probably a piece of junk. Right. Like, oh. My Selling children. boat. This is the worst piece of crap I've ever had in my entire life. <laughs> or, you know, wife and I got yeah. divorced. I'm selling all this to try to hide my money. Or need more money for crack. Like, right. Like, that one, I, I get a good deal on that one. All right. It's 20 bucks. No. That'll get you a bump. Things stuffed with cocaine in the gills. <laughs> but no, I, I mean, that that's salesmanship right there. You got you to gotta pull up, especially you, the hard strings. Oh, you show up an offer for over asking. You're probably right. Give this to your children. <laughs> <laughs> and the wife walks up, what kids? I'm like, shh, well, quiet, woman. That's quiet now. I'm making a sale. <laughs> Guy's an idiot. It just, it, it's funny because it just it makes me think of down the road when I'm not able to... Well, my kids don't like going out with me. I was anyway, going to say the kids hate going on the boat my, now. My kids, well, I think it's the boat though, more than me. Mm-hmm. They don't think they like being around me, but I think they also hate the boat. So it's like a double whammy. On I'd that. say it's eighty twenty. Right. Yeah. Which way? Mm. Keep going. <laughs>
<laughs> so there's that. And then it's just like, so I think about them growing up and like, uh, or I think about the day that I can't maneuver like I do as well as I do now. Cause I'm like a, I, I move like a panther now. I, I, I am so. Do you? Oh, dude, I'm so. Don't, don't you dare. Okay, I'm just asking. Don't you? I've seen you run. I, like a deer. And then I think like, well, I'll never even get to own a cabin. You know, when they're like, had to sell our cabin, fell on hard right. time. I'm like, man, I'll never even get to own a cabin. Well, maybe you shouldn't. But probably not. Because all she would do is sit around, A, worry about it, B. Oh, God, yeah. And then when you did get rid of it, my God, you'd be a puddle of tears. Probably. Yeah. Some people Think of the memories we had here. <laughs> some people just aren't cut out for that life. Mm-hmm. So I it just, it, it made me... It, it made me very reflective as I was looking to buy. And the thing is, I'll never buy another boat. I'm not allowed to. My family won't let me get rid of And I don't mean my wife and kids. I mean, like, my extended cousins won't let me get rid of this old boat that I have. I To hell with them. Can I be honest? Yeah. When I thought it was going to start on fire, I wasn't sad. Let it burn. <laughs> let it burn. You know when I got sad? When I fixed the problem and it didn't start on fire. <laughs> I was like, damn it. I was so close. And I was out in the middle of the lake, too. Mm-hmm. It could have just went up in flames and sank to the bottom. I'm sure I'd have been on the hook to get it out of the lake at some point. I don't know what the maritime rules are on that. Well, if it totally burns, what do you want me to get? The ash out? <laughs> the motor. The motor yeah. would have been sitting at the bottom. Well, that motor, for sure. <laughs> but, you know, hey, here's the deal. If they want that boat so bad, then you buy it from me. They, they could have it. No, <laughs> I would give that thing away in a heartbeat if I could get a new one. So here is here is the exercise for you to play on the heartstrings of salesmanship. If you were to sell the bluegill, you would write, you know, treasure oh, family yeah. memento. Yes. Passed down through the generations. You know, my father passed away. I hope to see this boat used by another young family. Only selling it to make better memories with my children. There it is. Oh, man, that that. That's and then as sale. soon as that money's in your pocket, like, adios, boners, <laughs> daddy's going to buy a pontoon. By the way, she's a tricky start. Uh, good luck with all that. By the way, if that thing catches on fire, let it burn. <laughs> yeah. I don't even know a fiberglass. I don't even know how flammable fiberglass is. I imagine that's something that, like, if it got into your lungs. Your, your toes. Yeah, you probably can't breathe. Isn't that what menthol cigarettes are? Don't they have, like, fiberglass in them or something like that? I don't think I'll, that's true. I don't, <laughs> I don't, I don't say that. I'm going to be looking on the barrel of a lawsuit. No, I, like, doesn't, like, doesn't certain tobacco have, like, fiberglass in it so it cuts your gums up so it gets I in your string? I think that was, like, way back in the day. Okay, I'm talking out of school. Though. Yeah, I don't think that. I, that may even be, like, a myth. How was your evening, man? Uh, I was looking forward to my night last night for a long time. Okay. Last night was my fantasy football draft. Oh boy, here we now, go. I'm not going to get in because I know the worst thing people do about is talk about their fantasy football team yes, as if anyone I, else cares. I was about to go home, but like fantasy football is massively important. Like this is how I have really stayed in touch with a lot of my friends. That makes sense. This league goes back literally. This is like our 20 year anniversary. Holy cow! I have been in this football league longer than I've known my wife. Right. So it's more important to you. Probably. <laughs> and it's evolved as the years have gone on, right? Like, you know, people fall out, whatever. But a cool thing about it is, like, my dad is in the fantasy football league. Right. Last year, he adopted my son as his co-owner, mm-hmm. which was really cool. That's it was something awesome. They were able to kind of bond over and do things like that. The worst thing happened. They won the league last year. Okay. My father is one of the most ruthless talkers you'll ever come across in your entire life all right right he has been rubbing this fantasy football victory in my face for the past nine months (laughs) he bought my son a super bowl ring 
Jeez. That is the size of a car battery. Right? Jeez, yeah. Like, and they both have one. Yeah. You know, and when they get together, <laughs> they team up like Captain Planet and tap them together. My son also has the belt, which we got as a group. Right. That goes to the winner every year. So last night, everyone's, we're talking, I've got a, in our group, you know, we got people down in Georgia, all over the place. One of our friends is in the Marines. He got up at like 2 a.m. in whatever godforsaken place he is at right now. Yeah. To be a part of this draft. That's cool. We kick it all off as the champion is to have a few words. Now, mind you, my wife is home. We are set up in my kitchen because we're all FaceTiming, right? Right. Got everything going. My wife is walking through the house, son sitting next to me. Now, earlier in the day, my son and my dad got on the phone together and they were going over their draft strategy. Come to find out, they were also going over their trash talking strategy. Oh, man, they had them in the holster all ready for you. So as my dad kicks off our league, he goes around the room insulting us all one by one. (laughs) And then he says, all right, Everett, bring it home. My son instantly switches in to 1984 Macho Man Randy Savage. Now, mind you, we're talking a nine-year-old kid. Yeah. Belt over his shoulder that's probably just as big as he is. And he proceeds to hit us with a string of profanities, (laughs) insults, and everything in between. He's been taught well. And I'm like, hey, whoa, whoa. Andrea comes around the corner. What is going on? (laughs) Now, my dad... He's like, that's right, boy. Tell him. I'm like, hey, no. I'm like, no, 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 no. You know me. I'm a little more, I would just say, loose with the language. Yes. But I don't want my son ripping off things, calling everybody this and that and the other. Yeah. Andrew comes down, starts coming down. I'm like, hey, whoa, hold on a second. I said, this, this is because of my father. Pointed him out right there on Zoom. Expecting my wife to pounce. Threw him under the bus, even. I believe I was the victim of a coup yesterday. Because what, then your wife turned on you? At this... No, 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 no. We didn't get to that part yet. At this point in time, all my friends instantly go, no, Matt told him to say that. Oh, dang. Wood told him to do it. They all turned on me. One, two, all, suddenly. And you call these people friends. Right, Eight of them. And Andrea just starts, I can't believe you do. You know what kind of white trash we look like. I'm like, we are white trash. I was like, what's the matter with you? Did you you just learn this? Yeah. So now here I am yelling at my wife. My son is still in the camera giving everybody middle fingers. I'm like, I'm telling you. If Honey Boo Boo walked into my house, she would have looked around and gone, oh, this family sucks. <laughs> family's trashy. Turn around and left. But that being said, it was still an awesome night. I got to hang out with my friends. As they all said, hey, man, I haven't been drunk on a Monday since last Monday, so yeah. let her rip. Let's go for it. And it, it was just, it was cool. And it's such a good way for us to stay in touch. Like when my wife and I first started like getting together, yeah. she knew how important football and stuff was yeah but not until she really got into the machine and became part of the family like she realizes this is really how we interact with one another. football is life in your family it is and so that that is one of my favorite days of the year and if you're out there and you know like if you have one of those leagues it's so important like that tv show the league yeah like that that really is a big part of that is this, you know? Yeah. No, I get, I, I've always said I admire your love of sports mm-hmm. and your family's love of football. I think it's cool. I don't get it because I don't, I right. just don't care about it at all. And I, 
how many of these guys would I have fallen out of touch with? Right. If we didn't have this touchstone every year to get together, and then then you're texting all you know during yeah. the football season. It's just it's really cool, and I really hope that my son understands how cool this is that he gets to do it with his grandfather. Well, clearly he gets the intensity of it. Oh, yeah, too much. He's so. got that locked and loaded. Well, because then he, you know, once we get like six draft picks, and he's like, all right, this sucks. I'm going to go drive cars. <laughs> you know, all right. And, uh, but hey, it, it's a start. It's the seed. You've planted the seed. And that's it. So hopefully, you know, when it comes around, it's just one of those things that I, I'm not taking for granted being in the moment. Now, granted, I did get slapped around by my wife yesterday. Hey, you had it coming. But you know what? What a great burn by the group. I almost was a. I, I applauded it. You know, for you guys to come together in that moment and realize you could screw me over. Yeah, and they didn't even have to talk ahead, like ahead of time. They just knew. That's pack mentality. Bravo, gentlemen. Bravo. <laughs> the king has been unseated. So that was my evening, and I really did enjoy it. And uh, man, it's just it's good having that. Well, good luck to you this year in your fantasy. I, as long as I beat my dad and brother, right. that's all that matters. Didn't you guys like not talk for like a month because of fantasy football or something like that? That was before last season when my dad quit. Oh, yeah. Yeah. That, and, and Honest to God, dead serious. He would hang up on us. <laughs> Wouldn't talk to us. It, it gets, some would say, too heated. Okay. I would say, just right. Just right. right <laughs> <in the wheel. laughs> all right, brother. Should we do some history, man? Come on. Come on. Come on, you know the woods. We're notorious grudge holders. Oh, absolutely. I love the story of your aunts not talking. For, for tw- years. For years over an ugly lamp. The lamp to my dad says to this day, the ugliest lamp he's ever laid eyes upon. But they decided that was their grudge. They didn't talk for like some like 16 years. <laughs> That's, That's woods, baby. <laughs> uh, it was in 1911. All vegetable Crisco blends in evenly for light flaky pie crust. Even the bottom has such delicate flakes, you can blow them away. Bake holiday good every day. You can with dependable, blendable Crisco. I have no idea what Crisco is. I know that my mom has it and my grandma had it at the house. Is it just, is it fat? I believe it's just like packaged fat. Okay. I could be wrong in that, so I'm sure it has like an oil mixture in it now. Are we too healthy to use it now? Is that the deal? I I know it's still on the shelves. I still see it. Yeah. I just don't know anyone that has a can sitting in their house. I think it's like one of those things that like when you pull out Mima's recipes. You need some Crisco. Yeah, she's like four cups of Crisco. You're like, jeez. (laughs) I don't know why Pop Pop died at the age of 33. (laughs) Uh, It was on this day, Wood, in 1969. Woodstock took place on this day in 1969. It started anyway on this day. Right. I Every picture I see of Woodstock grosses me out. Cause different hip, time, man. Well, hippies gross me out. Mm-hmm. And then also the fact that it just looked dirty and dusty and everyone looked high. Wow. It's just, it, it's not the kind, it's not my scene. You know what I'm saying? No, but man alive, what sort of talent that was oh, dude. amassed there. And some of the stories that came out, like, I don't know, if, do you know a story about Santana? That he was high as heck? Right. Like, he was supposed to perform at, like, something like 10 o'clock at night. But everyone kept going on because they were hippies, so they all did 37-minute drum solos. Yeah. And he kept going on. Well, he took, like, mushrooms. Yeah. He'd be like, oh, this will be right after I'm done. Great. It'll hit me. 
And then he just got out there. He's like, dude, I had no idea what was going Amazing. on. And then Jimi Hendrix, of course, was pushed back so late. He started playing in the morning. Right. And that's why he did. He kicked off with the national anthem. The national anthem, which is probably the most iconic thing to come out of that entire deal. I watched a documentary about Woodstock 99. Yeah. That was, it made me like, it made me feel terrible for the people that were there and just, man, that was, it, I don't even remember what service it was. I watched Hulu or Netflix or something. And that was just a mess from beginning to end. It's a really well done documentary too. I've actually that's one of the few that I've seen. And that's where Fred Durst like mm-hmm. just ruined it. Like, well, Limp Limp Biscuits get blamed a lot for it because he really encouraged people to start tearing things apart. Right. What was that? What was that song? You break had? stuff. Break stuff. Yeah. Yeah. And so, you, you, but you can see how Woodstock could happen if like you start to lose control of a crowd. Yeah. Man, it's over. It's one of those things that you just, hey, man, at this point in time, just knuckle down and hold on the best you can. Well, it was also a mess because like they were charging too much for water, mm-hmm. and then they ran out of water. Yeah. And so you had these people in the heat, dehydrated, no water, no food. It, oh, man, that, 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 that documentary gave me anxiety. Well, yeah, that one was bad. It was on this day, Wood, back in 1981. The heavyweight champion of the world. We got to see Rocky Balboa take on Clubber Lang back in 1981 when Rocky III was released. I didn't know that that was released all the way back in 81. Mm-hmm. Is, there, is there any more motivational thing than a Rocky fight scene? Or how about the training montages? Oh, yeah. Rita, you're sitting there. You know, you've got Cheeto dust on your shirt, and you're like, I'm yeah. about to get my life together. Uh, today's the day I turn the corner. And then you're like, eh, maybe not. Just like the Italian Stallion. But yeah, Rocky movies really ruined fighting for me, because then you watch like a real boxing match, and you're yeah. like, this, no one's gotten knocked down. Like, it's boring, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but man, what a, what a wild, wild story. Sylvester Stallone got offered... Tons of money to give that up. Yep. And he kept saying, no, I'm going to play Rocky. I'll hold on to this and launch his career. Great reminder, man. Bet on yourself sometimes. Did you, do you know the story about him with his dog at the liquor store? He was, he was flat broke. And so he went to the liquor store. He knew there was a guy there that loved his dog. Sold his dog to this guy for like 200 bucks so he could make rent. Mm. Got the 250000 that he got for Rocky. The, he got like a $250,000 advance. Went back and waited at that liquor store for that guy that came back. Gave him like 2500 bucks to get his dog back. Jeez. It's, it's crazy, man. Some mm. people just got that in them. Uh, let's do some birthdays real quick, shall we? Come on. Here's one. Before we get started, I have one question. Has anyone here passed a Series 7 exam? I have a Series 7 license. Good for you. You can get out, too. What? Why? We don't hire brokers here. We train new ones. Ben Affleck, it's his birthday today. Is there a dude out there that swings from really good-looking guy to just, oh, yeah. boy. And, not, and I'm, not, I'm not crapping on the guy. It's, dude, it's the booze. It's the booze that does it to you. It makes me feel a little bit better about myself. You know what I'm saying? When yeah. I see a picture of Ben Affleck and go, all right, I could do that. We were just talking about Joe Rogan the other day. Joe Rogan will go from being super fit to, like, super puffy all the time. I think you have a few hard months, and then you're like, I, I go through the same thing, mm-hmm. where I'll be like, dang, I've drank like five out of the last seven days. Maybe I should shut her down for a couple <laughs> weeks. <laughs> Bring her back to center. <laughs> yeah. But Ben Affleck, and man, and there's, again, I want to talk about that swing. He has some really phenomenal movies. Oh, yeah. And then he has movies where it's like, I could do that. <laughs> I, I like this one. Boiler Room, I like this one. I didn't, I didn't, I don't think I understood it. 
I he's got to be fifty three today. Oh, you must be thinking of when he's in his worst looking moments. Yeah, he's fifty one today. Oh, okay. Also celebrating a birthday today. It's a big night for you, Jennifer. But it's going to be okay. You just have to relax, have fun, and don't say the F word. Jennifer Lawrence, it's her birthday today. Oh, all right. Man, she was about as hot as you could get there for a yeah. long stretch. She was in everything. I don't remember the last thing I've seen her in, though. Maybe she's taking a break. Well, she like one of those actresses or actors who was like, you know, hey, I, I, you know, I made a big chunk. Now I only do passion projects. I, that's how I would be, dude. I think so. I mean, there's nothing wrong with that. I know. I'm going to say she's 32 today. Ah, you're close, my friend. She is 33. Okay. Man, all that success at 33. And she seems genuinely funny, too. Yeah, she does. Yeah. So that's why she keeps getting roles. Good for her. Um, And of course, if it's your birthday today, we want to wish you a happy birthday as well. 